podcast. Welcome back. We're hot on the trail of the Trumpy Van Sittler going to the fucking jail. The fucking jail. Tuesday amid investigation of Stormy Daniels. House Money, ABC 7 News, Bay Area. This isn't a coffee, it's a trophy. Caramel chocolate cold brew, velvety chocolate cold foam, cocoa caramel chocolate. Whatever you did to deserve this must have been super impressive. Because this is, well, just look at it. The new caramel chocolate cold brew Why'd from Dunkin'. Why'd you Duncan. like it, Tristy? I haven't even seen it yet. Ooh. Developing news, former President Donald Trump is claiming in a post on his social media platform that he will be arrested Tuesday. But a Trump spokesperson appears to be walking back the former president's claims. ABC News reporter Rena Roy joins us live now in New York City with the very latest. Rena. Yeah, Dan, that's right. It is important to note that Trump has not been charged in this probe. And so far, there has been no word from the Manhattan DA. A new social media post from former yeah, President Trump Saturday morning claiming on his social media platform that he will be arrested Tuesday in relation to the Manhattan DA's yeah. investigation into hush money payments made to four-star Stormy Daniels ahead of the 2016 election. Trump calling on his supporters to protest. ABC News has not verified the claims and the Manhattan DA providing no comments. Shortly after his post, a Trump spokesperson appearing to walk back Trump's comments in a statement saying in part that there is no notification the DA has decided to take his witch hunt to the next level, adding President huh. Trump is rightfully highlighting his innocence and the weaponization of our injustice system. Earlier this week, Daniels meeting with Manhattan prosecutors and former Trump attorney Michael Cohen testifying before a grand jury for about five hours. For the 22nd time. He wrote the $130,000 check a month before the 2016 election, which experts say could huh. violate the looking good, man. laws. Cohen speaking with ABC after giving that testimony. But the maddest Political beatdown. It's fucking great. Okay, I'm cleaning it up. Uh, I said Michael Cohn is looking great. What a fucking hero. Effing hero. Check out his new show with Ben Mycellus. Trump said he will be arrested and nobody knows about it. He became president of the United States. And yes, there were things that we did that were wrong. For example, the hush money payment. But I never expected that democracy would be on the line as a direct result of the former president. It's not clear whether Daniels will be called to testify, but she says she's in a fight for truth and justice. Cohen would be a star witness for the prosecution if this goes to trial. Trump's huh. attorney claiming Trump paid off the phone call to protect his family. He made this with personal funds to prevent something coming out false 
but embarrassing to himself, his family's young son. A Trump spokesperson says he will continue with his presidential campaign, saying Trump will be in Texas next weekend for a rally. Trump has said he will not drop out of the race, even if he's indicted. Live in New York tonight, we have to ABC7 News. All right, we shall see, Rena. Many thanks to you. Well, you should definitely say Geico could help you save on homeowners insurance. Nice tip. I'll give you two bucks for the chair. <laughs> Even from jail. <laughs> that's a Victorian antique. So that's probably going to be Geico. Exclamation point. So. That is why we must... Oh. Deborah I said Deborah Don will run for president from jail. That is why we must make sure he and his minions in the Congress are all disqualified from public office under the 14th Amendment. <sighs> Call Congress demands expel their uh, expel their own. Two o two, two two four, three one two one. Political beatdown. A new poll shows 21% of Fox viewers have less trust in the network and 13% no longer believe the election was stolen after reading the text messages. Dominion and Smartmatic are real heroes. pounding Fox is making a difference. 21% of less only 21%. Give me a fucking break. We're fucking morons. Diaper Don. Republicans support child labor. Democrats support free school lunch. There's a good one. If throwing Donald Trump in prison starts the Second World War. We'll just have to win that one too.
So, hmm. <laughs> was getting the final laugh on Crocodonny. <laughs> See what other people are saying about that. It's, it's like him in prison, I guess. So it would be divine retribution. Maybe we had Hillary, you know, looking in in business, looking in. This man paved the way for a new breed of republicanism. Lie, cheat, steal, and deflect your way to power. Wise and is his way. Care for self only and place circumference around you is all he did as he worked to tear down the good of our government. He deserves jail. Or worse. I would say. Can't wait till Tuesday. Yet, he'll still run for president. Fools will still vote him into office. America's doomed. It's not doomed if you fucking stand up and demand they disqualify him. That's all we have to do. Diaper, diaper, don, diaper, don, diaper, don. Luciano. I was in a toxic relationship, and now I'm back on the scene. Ready to live my life and explore new things. Remember when I was stressed, crying, looking a mess, but God. Okay, so I'm switching it to Trace Death for Congress. How many followers I got doing? Followers. Create real. Diaper, diaper, don. Diaper, don. Diaper, don. Diaper, diaper, don. Diaper, don.
Diaper done. Diaper done for you. Right, so that's that's good enough right now. Okay, let's get out of here. Let's get out of Facebook. So, oh yeah, um, Billy was live. Forbidden knowledge. Let's see what forbidden knowledge is up to. It was something about the uh, oh, oh, more stuff. Trump could get indicted very soon. Trump could get indicted very soon. Biden wants more authority to punish pancakes like the Tonight Show just trying Jimmy Fallon. Donald Trump going to jail one day ago. MSNBC. $69 special $69. It emulates 54,000 crunches in 20 minutes. Would someone who is potentially being charged in a New York case like this, do you think they know beforehand that the day it is going to happen? Or do you think Donald Trump is just guessing here? So sometimes, certainly, attorneys are notified ahead of time. And I think, you know, the most important thing at this moment is this is a very serious event. Everyone should take a moment of pause. We don't know whether it's true or not. I personally have never believed a word out of Donald Trump's mouth. So I'm not about to start now just because he's tweeting something. Um, there are reports that there is still at least one witness to go before the grand jury and the like. Um, and I think everyone should just take a breath. You know, the criminal process, jail, is always, always ugly and sad, no matter what. That's particularly true if it happens to be the former leader of our government. That's something that's never happened before. And, you know, at the same time, we have a rule book in this country, which is one rule book, and no one's above the law. And I think it's important to remember when you hear these political attacks on the district attorney in New York, Remember that Trump's own guy, Michael Cohen, went to jail for precisely the stuff that Bragg is, argue, is investigating, which is these t payments of Stormy Daniels like. That was part of why the Justice Department found Michael Cohen guilty. And that same Justice Department, this is the federal Justice Department, said that, that, that Michael Cohen's actions were directed by individual number one, which we know to be Donald Trump, and that this wasn't legitimate expenses for legal fees and the like, but that it was hush money. Now, the most important fact about this is that was not the Obama Justice Department making that finding. It was not the Merrick Garland Justice Department making that finding. It was Donald Trump's own Justice Department that made that finding in federal court. So, you know, when you hear all these talk about this is all politicized and the like, I think it's important to remember Trump's own Justice Department drew a similar conclusion back then. But, of course, there was a doctrine that said uh, that sitting presidents couldn't be indicted for federal crimes. Trump is no longer a sitting president. I tell you, that perspective is invaluable as we approach this story in news today. Let me get to you now, Peter, uh, your reaction to Trump announcing that he's going to be arrested on Tuesday and then calling on his supporters to protest, which, as we want to remind everyone, is similar to what happened in the days before January 6th. Yeah, of course, obviously, 
peaceful protests are perfectly legitimate in our society. The question, of course, is his record of fomenting non-peaceful uh, protests. That's the worry that you hear from law enforcement officials. Look, I think we should step back for a second, as Neil is saying here, and remind ourselves of just how extraordinary this moment is. We've become so inured to all the investigations and the back and forth and the twists and turns when it comes to Trump over the years that we've lost sight in some ways of just how extraordinary a moment this is, right? We're about to see potentially, at least according to the former president himself, an indictment of a former president it hasn't happened in our history. And why is that? You know, it, it, it raises all sorts of big historical questions, not just the small legal questions at stake in this particular case. The bigger questions, of course, being, you know, what does this say about our system? Can we have a system where, as, as Neil says, no person is above the law, accountability applies to everyone, uh, and yet it will be seen as partisan, it will be seen, because the foreign president will want it to be seen that way, uh, it will be seen as illegitimate by a large share of the population. Does it make us look like a banana republic, like other countries that simply put the person who lost power uh, into a criminal jeopardy? That's that's the worry I think you see on the part of a lot of people who are uh, involved in law enforcement and history. I, I think that's the, the concern here. How will this be remembered by history? The other thing to remember is, of course, it may only be the first of multiple indictments. This doesn't seem like the most serious of all the charges against the president, given that he has been accused of trying, he did try to overturn an election, but accused of fomenting an insurrection. The other indictments that may or may not come later, of course, go more to the heart of his presidency, more to the heart of his, his conduct in office. Yeah. And of course, I want to remind you, we do not want to amplify Trump's call for protest. We are just merely trying to discuss what he is putting out there and do so in a uh, calm and rather sage manner. But let me get to you, Charles. Are you surprised by this announcement? Legally speaking, was it a good decision for him to do this? Well, Alex, legally speaking, has never been a measure that Donald Trump engages around what he says and does not say publicly. I think it's important to understand that Donald Trump didn't testify in front of the grand jury in Manhattan for a reason. And one of the reasons is when you're under oath, under investigation in front of a grand jury, you can't control the narrative. But he can control the public narrative, which is what you see him doing. In his words, the best defense is a good offense. And so what he's looking to do is essentially attack Alvin Bragg, attack Michael Cohen, attack Stormy Daniels and attack anyone else who he thinks he can basically get ground in, in in terms of the support of public opinion. That's his playbook. That's what I expect him to do. And legally, I don't necessarily know that this sort of announcement is going to have too many repercussions from him necessarily. I do think that it might result potentially if a judge is considering the ramifications of what a bail order would look like. He's not going to get bail because New York doesn't have cash bail for nonviolent felony offenses. Offenses, but what could happen is that because of these sorts of tweets, a judge might sort of put a gag order on him and keep him from talking publicly about the case or limit what it is that he can say. So in that way, it might have a negative sort of connotation or a negative effect. But ultimately, I don't necessarily know that it hurts him in that sense. That's my song for MSNBC, but okay. Trump could get indicted very soon on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Tonight Show. You're here. I want to wish.
wish everyone a happy St. Patrick's Day, dear. Yeah, St. Patrick's is a major holiday. In fact, all the banks are closed today, although that had nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, everyone's talking about this. Uh, following the recent bank crashes, President Biden has asked Congress for more authority to punish bank executives. Then Bernie Sanders picked up some brass knuckles and said, or I could just handle it myself. <laughs> Biden's had it. He's, he's like a uh, movie detective who puts his badge in the drawer and goes, I'm not a cop tonight. <laughs> yeah, Biden isn't messing around. Apparently, he wants to punish the bank's CEOs by chaining all their pens to the desk. The more big news, I read that law enforcement agencies are preparing for the possibility that as early as next week, former President Trump could be indicted. Which is why Trump is currently packing for a spring break in Switzerland. I think even Trump knows it's coming because today he was walking around in a green shirt that said, kiss me, I'm indicted. At this point, Trump has so many legal problems, everyone's filling out brackets for which one finally gets them. They're like, Stormy Daniels uh, versus Georgia election tampering? I don't know. Do you guys see this? Uh, according to a new poll, 49% of Americans would support banning TikTok. Yeah, that's pretty much half. And apparently, even, even people on TikTok are split on where we ban the app. Really? It's, it's, I think it's pretty clear why. For example, this user doesn't want to ban TikTok. Yeah, well, this user does. Here's another example. This user doesn't want to ban TikTok. No. Yeah, but this user does. Balloon, 
You guys get this? 7-Eleven just announced that they're launching a huge new electric vehicle charging network. It's perfect if you've ever been at 7-Eleven and thought, I want to stay here for 60 minutes. Well, I'm going to stay here for more than 10 minutes. It sounds high-tech, but all they do is plug your Tesla into the hot dog roller. Really? That's right, you fill your car up at 7-Eleven, then an hour later the car gets heartburn. It's interesting. According to uh, new research, horseback riding is actually healthy. Unless, of course, yours is a horse. <laughs> Finally, guys, I'm very excited. It is St. Patrick's Day today. I knew it was a big day. I every year, people focus too much on the stereotypes and not enough on what makes really St. Patrick's Day in Ireland so special. And to show you what I mean, I actually wrote a little song. Bruce, can I get a note? Oh, the 17th of March is here. The day has got me thinking. St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. So much more than drinking. The cliffs of Moore are gorgeous. The great heights you do not fear. A lovely place to see the view and crack in ice cold water. Go and see the Blarney Stone and kiss it if you're frisky. Then wash your mouth out with a giant shot of Irish LaCroix. There are no snakes on Emerald Isle, no creepy crawly scalies. So just relax, enjoy some coffee mixed with creamy goat milk. Pick a four-leaf clover hidden underneath a shrub. Then show it off to all your mates down at the local library. To Dublin or to Galway if you want to see a sight. And watch two old men argue till it turns into a cordial acceptance of their differences. <laughs> now my tune is over. Time to climb into me bunk. That's all to say to St. Patrick's Day. Screw it, let's get drunk. <laughs> the new Samsung Galaxy S23 Plus for free and price lock guarantee. Do you? Well, 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 yes. Switch to T-Mobile and get a free Samsung Galaxy S23 Plus with no trade-in required. We're watching the legal breakdown. So by now we've all seen Trump's post on Truth Social saying the former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest, take our nation back. Glenn, does this have any impact on whether or not he would be released on bail, for example, if and when he's arrested? Like, could a judge view his insistence on inciting a violent mob as a reason not to release him after he's booked? Yeah, Brian, Donald Trump has proved that he is the king of the miscalculation because before he posted this call to action, if not to violence, because we've seen this movie before, back when you know he posted, come to D.C. on January 6th, will be wild. Before he posted this, he probably would have walked into the courtroom, perhaps on Tuesday, as he has signaled, he would have been arraigned, and the judge would have released him on his own recognizance. Or, 
the judge might have put some travel restrictions on Donald Trump. For example, you know, he may have been prohibited from any overseas travel. If the judge wanted to be really forward-leaning, the judge could order Trump to surrender his passport just to guarantee that he couldn't flee. Now, it seems like Donald Trump incited people potentially to violence again. Why do I say that? Well, think back to when he first, you know, told his, his troops, the Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. He then set the date for what turned out to be the Capitol ta attack. Come to D.C. on January 6th, will be wild. Once there, he incited them to imminent lawlessness, telling them, go to the Capitol, fight like hell, or, or you won't have a country anymore. And it really is breathtaking that he has done something similar all over again, saying the President of the United States will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest, take our country back. If I'm the judge, and I have to decide whether Donald Trump poses a danger to the community, indeed to our democracy, I'm going to be looking at that, that statement. I'm going to be looking at Donald Trump's priors in this regard, what he did previously to incite and inspire people to violence. And I'm going to think long and hard about what I do with him pending trial. Do I detain him? Do I jail him? Or do I set some really burdensome, rigorous conditions to try to stop him from inciting people to violence? Well, among those conditions, it's possible that there could be a gag order imposed. Uh, would that be a likely possibility, given the fact that when he does come out and speak to his supporters, that, that uh, he has a proclivity to incite them to violence? Yeah, gag orders are disfavored by judges. Why? Because that's what we call prior restraint on speech. And it poses some really thorny First Amendment free speech issues. So rarely are judges willing to impose a gag order. Now, we do have um, some recent history that can kind of inform what this judge might do. Remember Judge Amy Berman Jackson in federal court in D.C., did put something of a gag order or some limitations on the speech of defendant Roger Stone over whose trial she presided. Um, you know, she put some parameters on what he could and could not say, including on social media. And what did Roger Stone do? He arguably violated the conditions that had been set by Judge Amy Berman Jackson. You might remember he actually posted a picture of Judge Amy Berman Jackson with a little target symbol next to her head. I will say when that issue came up in court, whether Roger Stone violated the conditions, the quasi-gag order that Judge Jackson placed on him, Judge Amy Berman Jackson kind of flinched and she was uncomfortable kind of ratcheting up the conditions or holding him accountable for violating them. I think that highlights how uncomfortable judges are restraining a defendant's speech because a defendant retains his or her free speech rights, including talking about their case, talking about their possible defenses. Now, we all know that a guy like Donald Trump will do that to try to poison the well of public opinion, and I'm sure he's hoping poison the jury pool to his advantage. But I would be surprised if the judge did much to sort of limit Donald Trump's speech. But given this latest post, I think all bets may be off. Yeah, you know, the irony of this is that Trump does this at his own peril because one of the crimes that he's under investigation for right now is inciting an insurrection on January 6th. And so to come out 
and do basically the same thing again ahead of uh, another indictment just goes to show that like that like not only is there no remorse but he's actually perfectly willing he's showing himself a perfect candidate to be indicted again for some crimes that he's already currently under investigation for uh, glenn if, if trump called for his supporters to mobilize on tuesday is it likely or possible for him to get indicted sooner for security reasons like to get out ahead of any tuesday protest by doing it on sunday or monday as opposed to like waiting for his supporters to to descend upon the city yeah, that's a great question. So first of all, you know, he may already be indicted. Why do I say that? The district attorneys could have asked the grand jurors to vote out an indictment, but they could keep it sealed until they were ready to unseal it, make it public, and have Donald Trump come in to be arraigned in court on that indictment. So, um, but the other thing they could do is they could jump out, ask the grand jury to vote out the indictment on Monday, have Donald Trump come into court on Monday, and that way, you know, anything that Donald Trump supporters might be inclined to do based on this recent post about your favorite president is going to be arrested on Tuesday might tend to fizzle. So I actually think it would be wise for the district attorney's office and the New York and federal law enforcement authorities to think about how they can sort of minimize the risk to the public and particularly to the people of New York by figuring out, okay, how do we now react in response to Donald Trump sending out this dog whistle that everybody should come take their country back on Tuesday? Yeah. Glenn, what's Trump's incentive to make a post like this and to basically announce his arrest? Like, is it just to control the narrative and make sure that that when there's coverage of this story, that his call to arms is a part of it? It's time for optimal cool comfort. Move air in and out of your home without the hassle of endless ductwork and save thousands of dollars with the mini split system. For more information about the best unit to cool your home, call us to schedule a free consultation. A cooling expert visits your home, identifies the story that his call to arms is a part of it. You know, I think, first of all, the chaos is the point, right? Anything he can do to distract from the fact that he's about to be indicted in New York and then probably Georgia and then probably federally, anything he can do to sort of take the, the focus off that message that he's a serial criminal and put it on something else like, Brian, what you and I are discussing, the safety implications of what he has just posted, I think in Donald Trump's mind is all for the good. The other thing I feel like he's doing is he's trying to leverage public safety. He's trying to um, send the signal to the authorities that, you know what, I can kick up a lot of dust. I can endanger a lot of people. I did it on January 6th, and it looks like he's willing to do it again. So maybe you should rethink whether you really want to bring criminal charges against me. I actually think he probably looks back on Richard Nixon with envy, because Richard Nixon committed crimes in violation of federal law, in a very real sense, crimes against we the people. And what happened? Nothing. He lost his job, but he was pardoned and he got to live out his days in relative comfort. I'm sure Donald Trump has that in the back of his mind, and he is looking for any out he thinks he can find. And I believe that Donald Trump believes leveraging public safety like this 
gives him a bargaining chip that he is willing to play to his advantage. And by the way, you and I have spoken at length before of the consequences of not having swift accountability in this country. And the fact that Donald Trump, you know, incited an insurrection the first time and it's been two years and nothing has happened thus far, has it's almost not surprising that he has this idea in his mind that he can do it again with impunity. And so this is the danger of when you have prosecutors who are charged with... Uh, with holding criminals accountable and they don't do it well we can't exactly be surprised when they do it again so hopefully this is a message to people to you know start holding criminals accountable uh, and not waiting several years to do it just because they occupy positions of power glenn let's finish off with this what happens if trump is indicted in both the manhattan da's case and the fulton county case like in the unlikely event that he serves time which one takes priority does one sentence wait until the other one is finished before that one can begin how does this work yeah, great question. So the rule of thumb, Brian, is the first jurisdiction to sentence a defendant will typically take custody of that defendant, and then the other jurisdiction that wants to try that same defendant for crimes in their jurisdictional backyard, they will file a writ with the other jurisdiction that basically requests that the body of the prisoner be delivered to the other jurisdiction, to the other court for trial. So the rule of thumb is the first sentence imposed is the first sentence served. But, you know, if the federal government gets involved in the prosecuting Donald Trump business, as we are all hoping it will, um, kind of all bets are off. Because there is this sense that, you know, the feds are the big guys and the states are the little guys. I don't buy into that. The hard work of justice goes on in state courts at, at, a, fi at a far higher rate than it goes on in federal court. But setting that aside, you know, the perception, and I think the reality is, the federal government, the Federal Bureau of Prisons, has more resources, is perhaps better um, better equipped to handle high-risk prisoners, certainly, certainly like a former president of the United States. So if the feds come in, it may very well be that the jurisdictions get together, they coordinate, perhaps they even cooperate, and Donald Trump ends up serving whatever sentences he receives in other jurisdictions in the federal system, in the Bureau of Prisons. It wouldn't surprise me if that is ultimately the way it played out. Let me ask you a question, if I can, Brian. Sure. So you're the political expert. I am not. I don't even play one on TV. But what I continue to wonder is, you know, once Trump is indicted, will that drive away the big money political donors or any of the political donors? They remain wedded to Donald Trump. Do you think this will impact the money that will flow into Donald Trump's campaign coffers. I think these people are going to run for the hills. At the end of the day, their top priority, especially the big money donors, their top priority is is having someone like Donald Trump to service their, their political uh, agendas. If they see that Donald Trump is a non-viable candidate, they have no they have no reason to stick with him. They're not part of the Trump cult of personality like his like his acolytes, like his his diehard supporters are. They view him as a means to an end. And so like it's a it's a it's a transactional relationship, which is a recurring theme with Donald Trump. But they put him in office, he lowers their their tax rates, he gives them tax cuts, that's what they want. It's a transactional relationship. If they see that he can't win, which they've already seen in twenty twenty when he lost the election himself to Joe Biden, uh, and then again in 2022 when all of the candidates who were specifically espousing his America First agenda, running for Secretary of State and Governor in every battleground state, when all of those candidates lost, um, and that was in 
stark contrast to the Republicans who did win, because there were plenty of Republicans who won in the 2022 midterms. Uh, but when, when we see like such a stark contrast in that you have the Trump candidates, the Trump-aligned candidates who lost, whereas those Repu- other Republicans won, it becomes clear that Donald Trump's brand is too toxic, that Donald Trump himself is an albatross around Republicans next. These people have no incentive to stick with him. So that money is going to dry up. They're going to go elsewhere because they don't care about Trump. They care about winning. And once it becomes clear that Trump can't be a vehicle to do that, they're going to run for the hills. There is no reason to stick by Donald Trump. So, so let me ask one follow-up. Do you think that these indictments, assuming they come, could be the political death knell for Donald Trump? Yes, absolutely. I think, I think that Donald Trump has been sticking with this idea that if he's charged uh, with some crime, if he's indicted with some crime, uh, that it'll just make him stronger. I believe it was Albert Brooks who wrote an article after Trump was, uh, after Mar-a-Lago was raided by the FBI, after a search warrant was executed by the FBI and said uh, uh, Democrats had basically handed the next election to Donald Trump. The vast majority of people do not view Donald Trump's crimes as politically advantageous. I know that it's over that viewpoint is overrepresented in the media because of the whole both sidesism, and so you know you have the Donald Trump acolytes in Congress and the Senate and in Trump world themselves who will, are happy to go on cable news with someone like Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram and pretend like this is a, a perfectly popular position, but in reality it's not. Donald Trump inciting insurrections is not popular. His Crimes are not popular, and so this idea that Donald Trump is just going to get stronger if he's indicted is like is just abject nonsense. I mean, no one no one is going to view uh, a guy running from prison as their top political uh, <laughs> as their top political means of getting into office. So, so uh, no, I think uh, I think if we see an indictment handed down, it'll effectively be a death knell for for his campaign. Well, from your lips to, you know, you know where. That's right. All right, well, with that said, we'll continue to stay uh, closely on top of this stuff as soon We'll do a jump on here for another episode, so if you want to keep up with legal news as soon as it breaks, make sure to follow both of our channels. I'm Brian Tyler Cohen. And I'm Glenn Kirshner. You're watching The Legal Breakdown. Stop stuffing sopping wet bags of ice into your cooler. I've got a brand new fridge on wheels that keeps your food ice cold without ever needing ice. It may look like an ordinary cooler, but... Trump's indictment protest post backfires on him horribly. At his own batch, completely and utterly different. Jack Smith drops the hammer on Trump world over and over again. Legal AF, um, one month ago. And things like, uh, tra- you know, downloaded, scanned in classified documents into an unsecure laptop held by a aide who works for the PAC. That's going to give renewed life, if it, if it ever needed it, Jack Smith's investigation of the Mar-a-Lago documents that aren't going anywhere. And, and, and just to wrap our last two segments together, the fact that Pence just got subpoenaed is probably at towards the end of the conclusion of that series of investigations, not towards the beginning. So if you're looking for the big box in the sky that you and I are always watching and reporting on, it's it just clicked a little bit closer to midnight as it relates to that investigation. And same thing here as it relates to Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago is towards the end of the investigation and the decision whether to prosecute, not at the beginning. And things like the laptop are a gift to Jack Smith that I'm sure he and his people know to do.
There's a thing. When you make predictions on the Midas Touch Network, we're, we're not psychic, okay, number one. Uh, and nor are we making the wildly, you know, wild predictions. And so, even when it came to the midterm elections, when all of the large media networks were saying, red wave, red wave, red wave, and we at the Midas Touch Network were saying, no, there's not going to be a red wave. It's going to be very close. Democrats are going to keep the Senate. The House is going to be very close. I'm not really sure the Democrats are going to win, but it's going to be much closer than anybody could possibly imagine, and Democrats have a shot. And then everyone was like, how'd you predict that? How'd you predict that? And it was like, well, you're just following the data. And ultimately, the data doesn't, it doesn't mean that. That's how the outcome's always going to turn out. But if you follow the actual data and you do not find yourself just trapped in narratives that other people with agendas are pushing, then I think you could say, well, here's what I think is happening in Israel. So on legal AF, we believe indictments are coming for Donald Trump. It's not like to give you opium or whatever it is. It's like all we know based on all of our years and experience as lawyers and doing a lot of the research, you know, um, and, and talking to you about the pace of grand jury investigations, the teams that are involved, and kind of breaking it down like that, we could say, look, these are all of the signs that an indictment is coming, that an indictment is relatively in, you know, uh, imminent, and here's why. Uh, doesn't mean I could say 100% that's absolutely going to happen, but that's obviously what is, um, you know, what's, what's reflective of the data. And we follow data here on the Midas Touch Network. Just one other, or two other things I want to point out, Popak. Um, one of the crimes that issue was copying classified information in any form, let alone on a laptop, is that's one of the crimes that were identified in the search warrant where a magistrate judge found probable cause that Donald Trump was engaged in criminal conduct at Mar-a-Lago back on August 5th with the search warrant being executed on August 8th of 2022. One of those crimes was the Espionage Act, 18 U.S.C., Section 793, and specifically as you go into it, a subsection B which talks about the copying. It talks about whoever, for the purpose of aforesaid, with the intent or reason to believe, copies, takes, makes, obtains, attempts to copy, takes, makes, obtain, any sketch, photograph, photographic, negative, blueprint, plan, map, model, instrument, appliance, etc. That could be a per se violation of the espionage. I guess even if someone you were to take the classified information and just write about it and take notes on it and keep that separately, that's a crime. Especially putting it on some AIDS laptop is a crime. One other point to make before moving on to the next topic, though, um, I want to mention her when we talk about make attorneys, get attorneys as well. We mentioned Christina Bob already. But some of the reporting that came out at the end of last week as well is that Alina Haba was contacted at the end of 2022 by the Department of Justice and the FBI as well, because in connection with New York Attorney General Letitia James' uh, special proceeding, which ended up leading to the civil fraud lawsuit, which is seeking approximately $250 million from Donald Trump, his adult children, the Trump Organization, and several other defendants. That's the case that's going to trial on October 2nd. Uh, yeah, October second or third of uh, twenty twenty three that we put out in, that we put out in our we put out in our trial watch. She has signed a declaration 
under penalty of perjury because Trump was held in contempt in the special proceeding for not turning over records. And she said back in May of 2022, in the special proceeding that had not yet been a civil lawsuit, yet the civil lawsuit was filed in September of 2022, that she conducted a diligent search of Trump's office at Mar-a-Lago and found no responsive documents at all to the request by Letitia James. So not only did she apparently lie and commit perjury in New York Attorney General Letitia James special proceeding by saying she didn't find any responsive documents, but because she searched the area where only a few months later in August it was determined that there were classified records being kept, she would have searched and she would have seen classified records which is not permitted to see, which also were potentially responsive in New York, so she committed like double fraud, fraud in the New York AG's case and access to classified records that she wasn't supposed to have um, regarding Donald Trump's theft of classified records. So, you know, I've always been saying it's a matter of time before she suffers the fate of Giuliani's and Sidney Powell's. And, you know, it's like you, you see these other lawyers who are going through what they went through for Trump, and yet there still is what I like to call them kamikaze Trump fascist lawyers who line up for this crap is unbelievable. This is why this is why you don't vouch for clients. First of all, you don't take clients unless you feel you can vouch for them, right? I I, I fire clients if I'm not comfortable with their ability to tell the truth and follow my advice. Having said that, there's a reason you don't vouch for clients, even ones that you've known for a long, long time, and you don't make yourself a witness in the case that you're handling for them. I would have never, she had no choice but to go do it herself, like a DIY, um, down in Florida and search his, <clears throat> search his office, but did she put herself in that position? I would never have done that. I would have hired an outside company to go have done that, reported it back to me, and then I would have attached it somehow to some declaration or affidavit of mine that I filed often in, in state or federal court, in which I said, you know, I hired a company, the company, look, she made herself witness number one, and now, as you said, a totally prone and exposed to the Department of Justice to say, hey, when you were looking through that desk, what about those classified documents that were in top drawer number one, you know, because they have a full record of exactly what they took down and video record of all of it, too. This is the fascist fame they seek, and they ultimately suffer the fate of fascist fools. We have a lot to discuss here on Legal AF. Specifically, Popak's got a great breakdown of how these MAGA House of Representatives committee hearings completely backfired. We're going to talk about Michael Cohen meeting with the Manhattan District Attorney and, of course, the $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox by Dominion, which is set to go to trial in April. There is some major, major, major allegations being leveled by Dominion that Fox is still covering up documents. We're going to talk about that right when we come back from these messages here on Legal AF, brought to you by your favorite Midas Touch brother, Jordy Mycellus. This is Roman, light years ahead of its time. New E27 liquid collagen, a supercharged collagen, data formulated.